Hey, everybody, if you like martial arts, combat sports in general, such as MMA, kickboxing, boxing, Kyokushin karate, Muay Thai, you name it, any style of striking, make sure to go to the Drew Spirience podcast and like, subscribe, and share to raise the bar as we grow the community and show why combat sports is the fastest growing sport in the world. And with that, this is the Drew Spirience, the show that's 80% combat sports and 20% everything else. Just want to say thank you to a few pe- few supporters. KRT Tips and Tricks with Sensei's Wesley Jensen and Darren Stringer, the largest online growing karate dojo um, during uh, the pandemic and hopefully after. Also, Kyokushin Shuffle Podcast and Forever the Student Ebook by Sensei Patrick Pintoak, picking martial artists' greatest minds to see how they excel at their crafts. And Moments Management, where Nima Safapur and his team, who have clients such as Gegard Musasi, Alexander Gustafsson, Pani Kianza, Dea Maliki, amongst others, will teach you the ins and outs of the fight game, how to manage your money before, during, and after, so you leave the fight game rich and wealthy and healthy. Moments Management, where care comes first. And by popular demand, I had him on with, uh, his, uh, with um, one of his uh, friends, and another, uh, and the manager of Andrada Muay Thai, a mobility stretching coach, Cindy Hernandez. He is back. He has an announcement to make. And I am pleased to welcome back Andrada Muay Thai owner, Jason Andrada. Welcome back, Jason. Oh. Looks like it froze. Uh oh. Hey, Jason, are you with me? It looks like it froze on your side. Uh oh. Can you hear me? It froze on my side. I can hear. I can hear you now. Perfect. Did you hear my? Did you hear my epic announcement? At least. Oh, I heard like half of it, but uh, it kept going and then it like froze out. I'm like checking the, the, the wife. Okay, yeah, check it out. Let's see what's going on. Don't worry. It's okay. We're still going to do the show. That's what makes it fun when you don't have a producer, you know. You just got to go with the flow. That's just, just the way it is. Okay. All right, you let me know when you're back in, when you when I see you again, so that way we can get this going. It's okay. Technology is not perfect. Oh, oh, there we go. Okay, there we go. Okay, so oh, I'm gonna do this. I don't, know what happened. I don't know what happened either, but you know what? I think you deserve another announcement. But you know what? I'm not editing this out because people like the rawness. You know, everyone wants perfection. Fuck perfection. You got to embrace the rawness of it. And you know what? So I'm gonna say it again. So. He's back by popular demand. I had him on with his, with his amazing friend, a lovely human being, and a mo- an amazing mobility and stretch coach in Cindy Hernandez. I'm pleased to welcome back because he's got an announcement to make. We're going to talk about that announcement amongst other things in martial arts. Please, I am pleased to and honored to welcome back by uh, Andrada Muay Thai owner, Jason Andrada. Welcome back, Jason. Hey, thank you for having me, Drew. <laughs> 
Dude, be back. thanks for uh, reaching out to me. Like, cause you know, it's funny. I was talking with uh, Cindy and she says, well, Jason wants to come back on your show. Um, and I said, and he said, and I said, okay, I'll message him. And then you messaged me today, right? When I'm, when I'm working, but I was on break by the way. So don't worry. And <laughs> I don't know, the stars aligned. Hey, it's fate. <laughs> Really is, man. So, uh, how's it been? How's it been? How's everything been for uh, Andrada since uh, our first interview? It looks like you guys are really picking up now. It looks like um, it's kind of back to the pre-pandemic. It looks like I see it full. I see people working on their mitts and you know getting uh, their stretching done. So, what's go? What's been going on since our our first conversation? Oh, I mean, since we since the uh, the last uh, interview. Uh, I mean, we've been kind of consistently growing. We've had a lot of people, a lot of the guys interested in uh, in fighting. So you know, I, I took a I took a couple guys up to Reno to uh, to compete in their first fight. You know, I, I'm I'm taking like people that like have never have never fought before, and uh, you know, get, getting them getting their feet wet into the competition uh muay thai competition so you know some people you know they don't they don't come into the gym thinking hey i want to come into fight uh they just want to you know lose weight you know they got other goals they want to focus on you know getting their mind their mind strong but um you know after after training uh with my with my program it's uh you know they you know they open abilities you know they they have uh they, they get potential that you know they, they might not have uh seen before but uh yeah i mean it's it's awesome seeing these guys uh have their first fight when uh when they weren't even thinking about that walking in that's a, that's amazing and that's one thing about muay thai that i think you know look i'm from a karate background so you know the traditional like with uh, the uniform and the belt system and I like it because, you know, I think it, it shows like tradition and whatnot. But I feel sometimes what Muay Thai does, it, it's like you don't have to wear like a uniform. You just wear shorts and a T-shirt. And yeah, there's no belt. There's no belt system, too. So what do you think? Uh, so do you think that kind of helps like with people to take to take up Muay Thai? So uh, traditionally, uh, there, there, there is no belt. There's no ranking system. There's no. It's not really a uniform uh, per se, but um, uh, there's a lot of gyms, and I, I don't knock it. Like it's all good. I mean, it's just, it doesn't work for me, but you know, other gyms have their systems, their belt ranking systems. There are there are some gyms with belt ranking systems, and they do the Prajit ranking systems. I've seen shirt ranking systems, like color ranking systems, uh, short tests like. Like to wear like the fight shorts, like you got to take a test for it, and it's I mean it's all good. It works for their system. Um, I'm, you know, I, I just I just don't imply uh, implement a, a system like that. So, you know, I, I don't force my students to I don't force my students to wear you know my branded stuff. But you know, I, I come out with some cool stuff. So, you know, it's it's you're gonna want to wear it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. What's been um. Like, have there, like, what's, what's it been like? What was the experience? What was the reaction from uh, your students who had their first fight? And like, what, like when they finally did it, like, what was uh, their, do they, do they feel that they could do this again as a way to like stay in shape and maybe, you know, toughen their mind up? 
oh, we are doing it again next month. <laughs> We're going back up. And then, uh, and then a couple of the guys got another competition a week after that. So, you know, it's a, you, you know, you, you take that first bite, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're eating the whole pie. You know, you want to, you want to keep it going, man. It's, it's, uh, you, you don't slow down. You don't stop. I mean, that's exact, exactly the way that I did it back when I started and I had my first fight, you know, I was scared as shit because I've never, I've never fought before that. So, but you get that first taste and then you just want to keep going because if you take a break, man, it's, it sucks. Get back. Do, do not take breaks. That's where people fall off. You take breaks man get back on that get back on that horse sucks don't take breaks i i don't take a break but the thing is you know we don't have any martial arts in in canada right now because of covid like you know they're they are more strict but you know you do what i can i do what i can to stay in shape but man when but when competition season starts i'm back and i'm coming and i'm going to come back with that fire like i've spoken with my coach we have a system plan in place to get me uh, back into competi- competing. The goal is to do uh, three more semi-contacts because in the style of karate, I do Kyokushin. You do semi-contact from white belt up to yellow belt. So you wear like the headgear, you have like the gloves, and you have like the shin pads. But once you get to green belt, brown belt, you only wear like obviously like if you're like a groin cup and you wear like maybe no, like not even the gloves. Like it's just full contact, bare knuckle, bare bare knuckle what what was the term they what was the term they used to call it before uh no holds barred it's like no holds barred just with a with a karate uniform basically i've seen i've seen a lot of those uh, competitions man they are rough all all bare knuckle body boxing and then then you got a, a foot and shin flying up to your head like man it is crazy a lot of the og uh a lot of the og uh uh, K, uh, K1 Max, or not K1 Max, uh, the K1 guys, uh, back in what, like the 90s, early 2000s, like coming from, coming from Kyokushin. Man, that's a, that's a, that's a badass sport right there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 when people, when, sometimes I even question myself, it's like, how do I, how do I do this? Like, it's like, I don't have a bad blo- bone in me to do it. Like, cause you look at Kyokushin guys, they're very rough, but it, it's, it's, you know what? That's just a stereotype with the sport. Like there's a many brilliant people, like some of them, one of them is like a, who is a competitor, not in K1, but just in the competitions themselves, like amateur. And he was a PhD professor that's uh, from the Netherlands, but he's in uh, teaching in the States. So that's what I like about martial arts. You just never, there's so much, there's such a diversity in every discipline. And it really opens your mind up that, that like the, the, this combat sports does not discriminate. Oh yeah. Most definitely. I mean, it's, you know, I think sports in general, like people are people like everyone, everyone has their own minds, thoughts, ideas, perspectives, you know, it's uh, not everyone's the same. It's like, uh, you know, I can't, I can't expect you to, to live the same journey I have and vice versa with anyone it's uh you're gonna meet a lot of people and that's the awesome thing about you know traveling and meeting and training with other people is you know you get to share ideas get to share you know stories and you know you might meet somebody that came from having a phd as a professor to you know another guy might have been like a uh something else you know it's so you you share these stories you know, you never forget, you know, everyone, you know, we're all just people too. 
I, I really think it's the one way, like, you know, as much as like, as now, you know, I, my show's not political, but obviously with the way of how divisive, divided society is, if you want to, if you really want to remedy the division, just get them in a martial arts uh, or Muay Thai gym, like, you know, any martial arts discipline, because then they'll, you'll really see that you have more in common with your foe uh-huh. than you think and it's 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 very true like it's like i've like i like for example like i'll say this my coach i have is one of one of my best friends okay to this like i'm gonna say best friend he's a very good friend of mine he's algerian he's muslim and i'm jewish so you know the stereotype is well jews and muslims don't get along the minute we met after after and the saying goes if you have like a talk like if you have like a like a 10 minute talk with like your adversary you come out with a friend it's so true we never we were never adversaries but there's kind of that like well, i don't really know like if we'll, but you know what we just realized it's like we don't talk politics you know what we we live in yeah. canada and that's something you have to separate what you see on the news and what you what you see in you know in the media and all that and you have to t- don't take that to any to any martial arts because at the end of the day if you come with an if you come with an open hand, you get more. Most definitely, you know you gotta empty the empty that teacup. You got you put some Bruce Lee in there, you know you gotta empty that teacup, you know, or else, you know, you're not gonna be able to 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 fill it back up. I I really think everybody teaches each other something, especially like in your gym and Muay Thai. Like for example, like let's say you have a new student that's feeling out of shape, they want to lose some weight. I'm sure like one of your like whether it's you or your other or your other like students who like are more in are going to work with that student to make them feel important and valued and whatnot. Oh, it looks like it cut out again. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. People show still goes. I'm just going to wait for Jay to come right back. Cause sometimes, Oh, there Bye we go. Back. There you go. Yeah. You're like frozen. You're like back. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just saying like, I think it's amazing how in uh, martial arts, like let's say you get an, like a student that's new, they want to get into shape and you know what, you're going to send one of your more in shape students to work with that new student to let, to make them feel less insecure. And then by the end of the class, that new student has a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People got to put their egos aside and, you know, be, uh, be respectful of uh, everyone else. But you know, the problem with uh, the world now is, you know, people can't put their egos aside. You know, they think their way is better than the next guy's way. And, you know, they can't, uh, they hold grudges. They got, they're envious. They're, they're hateful. They're, you know, there's all kinds of bad shit that needs to, need, people need to calm down. And it's like, if somebody doesn't share this. Uh-oh, looks like it froze again there. He was just getting into a very good point there about about sharing something and putting ego aside. So we'll just wait till he comes back. There we go. It's back. Yeah. Sometimes I freeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were saying something about sharing, like putting egos aside and sharing. Oh yeah, you know people people come in with all this hatred. You know, not I me, mean, not in the gyms, but uh, just in life, like people. People come in with this like so much hatred, thinking their way is more right than the next person's way, and you know they don't want to, you know they don't want to say they're wrong, or they they don't want to they, they want to force their beliefs on somebody else. So it's you know things get messy, and you know people need to calm the hell down. Like if somebody doesn't share the same perspective as me, or the same ideas as me, or they disagree with me, it's whatever. 
move move just move along like you don't need to think the same way i do no exactly life's too short to be mad at everything and hateful and you know resentful and arrogant but you know philosophical philosophy aside you have a big announcement to make what's that announcement jason you know i, I was june 12th miami florida i'm gonna be fighting again it's been uh over five and a half years uh since i last stepped into the ring um had to do a lot of things and i had to uh you know i had to have a business i had to open my business so you know i've been been grinding away been focused on that so uh looking at hindsight from this shutdown and the pandemic and the quarantines and all this stuff like really uh helped me get myself in check and uh gave me that little bit of uh room that i needed to uh really uh focus my mind so uh yeah i mean i'm i'm super pumped miami florida for the triumphant combat uh promotion uh muay thai strict muay thai got a bunch of bunch of uh us legends on the on the card my good friend kevin ross is fighting on uh on the card as well uh along with a lot of other friends so you know it's going to be uh it's going to be a glorious night that's amazing. Welcome back out of retire. I guess hiatus or retirement. I mean, because you said you were stepping back for a bit. You know, let's, let's say hiatus. I like the word hiatus. It sounds nicer. So, because you know, you retirement. Is you old? No, you were on hiatus. You were on a break. So, how does it? What was the training like? You know, do you feel? Do you feel that you were missing a beat? Um, I just, I've just been so busy. Uh, you know, opening up the gym, getting it to run strong, and then, uh, you know, finding a way to have uh cindy there uh when i can't be there uh because i you know again i'm not i don't shut down my my gym i don't shut down classes uh i i hate that you know i i, I never want to do that so um i mean that was the uh the tricky part is getting getting my my business up and running uh strong enough to where i can step out and have the gym still functioning as well which is why i'm in Jacksonville right now uh, for this uh, UFC card uh, this weekend. But yeah, so now, I mean, just all these pieces had to come together and, you know, getting my, losing the weight, um, you know, getting my training back up to like, you know, two, three hours a day or like three hours a day. Um, but uh, just getting getting my health back on point uh because doing what i did before uh five six years ago like i'll never be there i'll i'd rather just not fight but uh i've been focused been focused got my health right and uh you know i'm feeling i'm feeling stronger than i ever have been so when i when i was consistently fighting so you know it's uh yeah i can't wait to uh can't wait to test myself uh once again that's amazing, man. That's and what's your routine? What's your typical routine like with the training? Because you said two and three hours a day. So what are we doing? Like, what's a typical uh, weekly routine like for you? Oh, I just I do the same thing like every day. Like every week, it's just it's just the same repetitive cycle routine uh, schedule. Uh, go and go to the gym in the morning nine nine thirty uh hitting the bags um for a, a long time a bunch of rounds a bunch of push-ups um 
up until my first class at 11 o'clock and then teaching class. Uh, sometimes I'll get a little bit of uh, sparring rounds in uh, with uh, some of my team and then go home for lunch, cook a steak with some eggs because it's the same damn thing every day. <laughs> steak and eggs, baby. <laughs> steak and eggs every day. And then, uh, and then go back to the gym to teach kids, uh, teach a couple more adult classes, and then training with the team, uh, sparring uh, at night, and then pad work after that with a, for some extras. So I'm teaching like five, six classes a day, um, then training like three hours on top of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then I go home and then like get ready to do it all over again the next day. And it's been that way for like almost a year now. So you said you're doing like you bang, you go to the gym at nine, nine thirty, and for like, and you're doing pushups with bag work. Are you also lifting, doing any lifting too? Or are you trying to keep weights out no. to, to like, because that can kind of maybe stunt the flexibility, I guess that Cindy works with you on. I do. I do a little bit of, uh, I just have like some adjustable dumbbells at home and I kind of work with those. Um, but you know, going to a gym to do specifically weights, like I, I, I don't, I don't have a weight regimen like that. So I just, I just, uh, lift some, lift some weights, some dumbbells at home and, uh, you know, just try to try to make up some stuff. But, uh, you know, it's, it's been working, trying to, trying to get some, what I think are functional movements in, uh, just with a lot of weight resistance and then, um, what else? Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have time to do anything else. Like, I don't have a social life. Like, and 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 the weekends, like, you know, I'm, I I teach, you know, three about three hours on Saturdays, and then I'm I'm recovering, rest and recover on Saturday, and then I go back in on Sunday and get and get some work in with uh, with uh, some fighters that I some other guys that I invite to the gym. So I'm on it like Sunday through Friday mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. I'm working on Saturday. So I, I don't really take a day off. It's no stop. It's like that when you're, it's like that when you're a business owner. So you just got to keep grinding, man. You have to make, yeah. you have to make that, you have to make your own bread. The, yep. the thing goes, you got to get that bread. You know, so it's, but at least, it's, at least, you know, you found it, you have a routine uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to now, when it comes to nutrition, you were saying you're eating, you're eating a lot of steak and eggs, but some of the other meals I've seen on your Instagram story, it's like, it's really impressive of how you really do a good job of cutting out those carbs. Cause before we were recording, you were telling me how you're really, really picky. Where does that discipline come from to like do that? And that attention to detail. That, uh, a little bit from experience, like, I mean, oh, everything's from experience, but you know, it's, I know that I can, I know that I could change some things on a menu if I go out to eat because, you know, I'm not, I'm not home right now. So I gotta, I gotta get my fruit from outside sources. So, you know, I, I just gotta make it work. Um, and then just the discipline, it just comes from messing up too much, you know, screwing up, you know, big time, like in the past and, you know, fixing it. And then, like I said, the, the quarantine last year, you know, put, I put myself in check and then, you know, I, I, I preach all this stuff to my students and, you know, I don't want to bullshit them. So, you know, I gotta be, I gotta be working, 
uh, I got to be working alongside with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk all this, all these things and then, you know, doing the complete opposite uh, behind the scenes. So, so yeah, I mean, if uh, I posted on my story, like, you know, if you go out to eat, you could always, you could always change the menu. Like you, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, and this is, again, this is coming from experience, you know, somebody orders some, some uh, pizza. doesn't mean you got to eat a slice of that pizza too. Like you got some goals, man. If you, if you want them, you can get them. Oh, very true. Very, very true. So right now, what is the, what is your weight right now? Like, I know you're pretty shredded. So you're weighing what? You're 135? Uh, not 135. I'm like under 140 right now. Like it, it, it's, uh, I haven't, I haven't been on my regular workout, uh, workout routine since I've been in this hotel, but, um, it, it was about 134, 135, uh, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I, I know I have a little bit of weight gain, uh, from, from not working out and, uh, eating at this, eating all these, uh, salads of this restaurant out here but um yeah it's uh it'll, it'll come off i'm not even worried i got like seven weeks until the until the the fight so it's gonna be it's gonna be easy like in, in comparison to what i have done before mm-hmm. like damn near killed myself so it's 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 gonna be easy for sure i'll make i'll make that weight and be stronger than i ever have been Nice. That's really good. That's amazing. So, you know, and when it comes to the philosophy, because, you know, you're very into stoicism to so and, 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 and hardening the mind, David Goggins style, probably, or, you know, no one's as hard as David Goggins. That guy's that that man's just on a, that man's that man's on it. That man is on another level. I'm he it's a it. And uh, so what kind of so like, how do you feel like philosophy from what you've seen, whether it's from audio books you read or, you know, just, you know, any friends you have like what what has stoicism done for you with martial arts honestly i didn't even know stoicism was a thing until our last interview i just like the quotes i just thought they were cool i like philosophy too like philosophy psychology yeah i like the way that the uh, the mind works and you know it's uh you know again going back to the the shutdowns and everything you know it's it's broken a lot of people down mentally and i i totally get it like it it sucks being thrown out of your comfort zone I mean, it's and like fighting. You're in the ring and your opponent makes you uncomfortable. You just got to find a way. You got to find a way or you're not going to survive. It's like, you know, it, it's, it sucks. It's hard. But, uh, I mean, you, you, only got, you only got, you know, so many choices. You know, you just got to do it. Um, but, you know, seeing all these, you know, get, getting into this uh, philosophers and the stoicism and then uh, being really – kind of like everything I take in visually and um, audio, like uh, all the music I listen to, the movies that I watch, it's, it's just uh, very focused on getting the job done. It's, you know, the odds may be stacked up against you, but, you know, you just got to find a way. You got to make it happen. You have a job. Your job is to, you know, you got to get it done. Oh, very true. And we kind of, and we kind of do like the same movies. Like, I mean, Watchmen. You know, I'll never forget when you showed the the in your story the prison scene of Rorschach. My favorite scene was when he <laughs> makes the he makes the dog eat that uh, child murderer. You know, spoiler alert. Oh, but you know, that good. was my that was my favorite quote of all time. Where he's like, dog, where he's like, men go to jail, dogs get put down. It's the it's one of the greatest quotes. And 
why do you think when it comes to movies, people are so drawn to the anti-hero? Because let's be honest, like in mixed martial arts, I'm going to use this as an example. A lot of people like DC. I'm not a fan of DC. I don't think he's a bad fighter. I just, I just don't like the guy that's like the too nice guy. I like the complex guys like the John Jones. You know, as crazy as he is, you know, I like that complexity to him. Or say like a Gegard Mousasi who just doesn't care. Like he's like he's like a good guy, but he doesn't mind like saying what's on his mind. So, what do you think draws people to antiheroes in movies and pop culture? It, it's people like people like the villain. People like drama. Shit. Like look at look look at the real life. Like people love drama. People like negativity. People like you know people like uh, you know America's Funniest Home Videos. You know, some some dad get, uh, getting a baseball thrown in his ball. So it's people people like people like that 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 pain that you know that violence that um uh, that that extreme uh character and you know put it another way like where would Batman be without the Joker? Very you need true. That you need that contrast. It's you know, you can't you can't just have it just going one way. It'd be very boring if if there was no bad guys. Like if there was no if Superman didn't have uh, you know Doomsday. If you know Batman didn't have the Joker. If uh, the Spawn didn't have the Violator. Like you know, you need these villains. It creates contrast in the story. So if all you have is nice guys fighting, I mean the techniques and techniques. You know, they'd be awesome. You know, uh, but you need that storyline. You need to make it exciting. You need to make it a show. It makes things interesting. Very true. I love what you said about Spawn there because that was one of the originals. Uh, oh, Michael, J- Michael Jai White, baby. You know, I remember like my so like God, God rest my dad's soul. So Tom's uh, my dad, Tom. You know, he's uh, been passed on for like uh, seven years almost. <laughs> seven, like five years old. My dad's like, yeah, I'm gonna take you to Spawn, and uh, you know, my my mom never found out, but. Yeah, that was like my first R-rated movie I saw at like six years old. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that movie when it came out too. In it theaters, have, it, was, it was awesome. It must have been for its time, like it must have been for its time, such a breakthrough with CGI because 1997 was just three years before the new millennium. And we see a lot of movies using CGI and animation and even real action films. It's not the best. It's like, it's beyond. If you look at it now, you're like, you watch it and you, and you say, this is, what, this is shit. How am I watching this? And, but back then you must have been, everyone must have been like, whoa, this is amazing. I don't know how they did it, but this is state of the art. Remember video games like the PlayStation One? Yes. Or uh, you know, you know, all these video games—they they looked uh, so realistic at the time. But now you got the new, the new systems out. You look back then; it's like it looks like crap. I can't do these. I cannot do it with these new systems because there's all these add-ons. There's like this mass multiplayer. I just want to play the game. There's a reason why I bought a Nintendo 3DS to play three games that are niche games. I don't want to play online. I don't want to be bugged by others. I, I got, I'm, I'm a busy guy like you. I'm not like you. You're a business owner. But I got a lot of, I have a lot of priorities in my life. And when I have free time, I want to play a game with a good story. I don't want to play with others online. It's just me. I, I get that. I, I used to play so much video games, like eight to 14 hours a day. Like I can't do anymore. I tried a couple years ago, but you know, I, I just can't get back into it. Like it's, it's just not in me anymore. 
what were your games growing up? Uh, any- um, like when, when I stopped playing games about the before PlayStation Two came out. That's that's about the the how how long ago I stopped playing video games okay. really. Um, but Counter Strike before I think it was like one point five. This is like two thousand. This is like two thousand four, two thousand three mm-hmm. timeline. Um, Counter Strike and uh, Diablo Two, Lord of Destruction, the little uh, expansion pack. But yeah, uh, Diablo. Oh my gosh. Games. Yeah, Diablo. Yes, I know that was a big one for its time. Blizzard Entertainment. I never played Diablo, but uh, for me, I, I for me because because uh, I remember when I had a PS One. So what happened was I had a PS1 then. It got robbed. Like someone broke into my dad's house and they stole that. And then eventually uh, we decided to get a PS2 because the thing was PS2, if, like, if you remember back in the day, PS2, if, if you had a PS2, you were on God level. And, no, and kids today will not under – this generation will – I'm looking at the camera now. This generation, so I'm talking to you Gen Zers and you the younger millennials, you guys will never understand the excitement of when your friend says, hey – Come over to my house. I got PS2 and I got this game and that game we're going to play. And we can watch DVDs on it. No one will ever understand that ex- level of excitement, Jason. Oh, no. Or, or land parties. I used to have my friends come over in my uh, garage and uh, we used to our computers to a, a network. Uh, I had a couple of friends that, uh, you know, they were, they were fairly nerdy. So, you know, they, they did all that, uh, they did all that uh, connections for, for, for us. But it was a, uh, it was a good time, man. Soda and chips in the garage, just staying up till like four a.m., like on uh on Quake Three and Unreal Tournament. And it, it was uh, good, good times. You know what's funny too? You know what we never had back then? Fucking smartphones, fucking iPhones or Androids. We didn't have these things. That's what made it more fun. I love technology, so I love my smartphone. I'm. I'm doing Zoom on a smartphone right now. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm going to stand corrected. You know what? I'm going to contradict myself here. So when people see this, they're going to be like, this guy doesn't even know what he's thinking. You know what? I'm going to walk back on that. So I, I'm going to say I stand corrected. You know what? I like my iPhone 8 Plus too because it does everything. You know, that's, that's why. But I meant like, you know, the thing with smartphones, when you're doing these games and you're on social media too, you're multitasking and you can't do that. You know, you got to focus on the game. That's what I, that's what I should have clarified on but those land parties yes uh, i remember those it's it's always it's always funny when i when i hear uh people like saying like uh you know all the people in society to put their phones down and we're all drawn into our phones now and you know it's 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 ruining uh it's it's ruining the way we live it's like people have full control of putting their phone down like i i don't want to get rid of phones and go back to the freaking organ trail like I don't want to use I I don't want to have to write letters and wait a week for a response. Uh, you know it's I don't like it. <laughs> I like instant I like instant uh, uh, messaging. I like I like talking to people. Like you're in Ontario. No, I'm right? in Quebec. I'm in Quebec. Oh, Quebec, Quebec. Okay, you're in Quebec. I'm in Jacksonville. Like, how are we gonna do this? Write letters. Like, <laughs> imagine this, a this podcast. Technology. 
Imagine a podcast writing letters. Me writing, hey, Jason, what do you think of this? A week later. Well, the fight happened, so I can't really tell. Jason, what is this? And then Cindy <laughs> sends a letter. She's giving her opinion. And then, and then at one point, it's like, it's, we can't do this. I know what you mean. It's impossible. So, yeah. Technology is amazing. Is people need to learn how to control themselves. Damn, I'm, I'm telling you. I love what you said, controlling yourself there. Because, man, there's yes, because there are some people the shit I've seen some people do on their cell phones, like what they look at, it's like, what are you doing? Like, how do you have time? Like, for example, you know, I'm guilty here. Cause you know what? One page I love looking at now and to everybody that knows me. So my friends, there's this page called look at this Russian on Instagram. Okay. Have you heard of it? No, I've never heard of that. Oh my God. Okay. You ever want to see what Russia is? Okay, it's a very stereotyped view of like what happens in Russia, but it just shows like how their world is different from ours completely. So it's basically like like road rage there, um, things blowing up, you name it. Like and like, so I I bombard all my friends with this page, and that's what I love about social media. But I got to learn to control it because at one point one of my friends said, "I think I know more about Russia without living there," based on the all the posts you send me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You, you got it. It's, it's one of the best pages ever. Like to laugh at, like, I'll check I, it, I'll check it out. there are sometimes I have to rewatch the vid again, just to make sure like, did I'm like, did I, did I just watch that? Did, like, this isn't, this isn't barstool. Like barstool is like, they send it in. Cause they, people know they want to get, get laughs or get views. This is like, they, they, it's I, I'm at a loss of words with what I see on there. It's amazing. You're going to some stuff you're going to be like, what the fuck? And, but you know what? I want to visit Russia now because of it. Not for that, not cause well, kind of that page just to see the craziness of it. But I want to see Russia because Russians are very hard people. Like they understand, like, you know, like they, 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 you look at them in fighting. I like, have you ever fought a, a Russian in Muay Thai? I fought a Ukrainian and yeah, he was, he was, uh, it's like fighting a brick. He was fighting a brick that hits you with other bricks. It's, <laughs> that was a very tough, that's a, one of the toughest dudes I ever fought. And he, it was, uh, his lack of emotion was, it was, uh, scary. They, they're like Terminator. They're, they are the exact real life versions of Terminator. The, oh, like, yeah. it, they just, keep coming they don't they do the leg kick they clinch and it's it's i mean i mean look at look how good they are like whether ukrainians or russians tiger muay thai like has a as a as a staple of all these like eastern europeans if i'm not mistaken don't they i think so yeah the peter yan i know for sure then uh a, a lot of other i mean i've you do you just see like uh, all these the ufc fights and you just see all the all the team is like from uh, the giant team from Tiger Muay Thai coming down, and yeah. yeah, they're they're tough as hell. Like they're tough, they're well skilled, but it's the it's just the dedication and the commitment that they put from an early age. They get all that experience in, like for a long time, and you can't you can't substitute that. Like it, it takes. It, it, it takes a it takes a, a certain type of human being to to kind of like fight to 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 counter that. But 
yeah, it's uh, it's dedication, commitment, hard training. You know, that's that's exactly what you know we we do in uh with Valentina's fight camps and and Antonina's fight camps. It's it's hard training. It's long training. It's it's um it's it's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, you're on the front lines, and you know that's uh, that's something like you know I don't want to ask too much about it because I want to make the show about you. But basically, you know, you've been you've like you've been around them firsthand, and do you feel uh, like the mind of a champion is someone that just knows how to put it in night in, night out, you know, grind it out, even in like the toughest moments? Do you uh, would you say Valentina for like a women's chat? Do you think she's the definition of what a of of a female champion? is tough mind and just always finding a way to solutions. It's like unbreakable. And, and, and genders aside, she's the definition yeah. of what the champion True. mindset. It's like men or women, like yeah. like she's she's one of the strongest people I, I know. True. It's it's incredible. So I should I should walk back on that just to make sure a champion in general, because you know like she is an example. Like I'm a big I, I really like the philosophy she has in terms of like, just, you know, she, she, she's like the, it's the perfect blueprint of, you know, how to really persevere like night uh, in any scenario. Exactly. Exactly. It's how you, you, you get through uh rough times by being, by being a tough person. <clears throat> do, you, do you feel like her and, uh, her sister have like really become successful also because of the background that came from, because eventually if ever, you know, as mentioned, the goal is for me to talk to them. Like, and I'd love to, to, to talk to them about their background in the post-Soviet the Kyrgyzstan, because I did take Russian history. And do you feel maybe growing up in a post-communism era where it's a lot of turbulence, there's a lot of uh, lack of opportunity. Do you feel that might've maybe helped them become better at their craft to achieve the best for themselves? Oh, for sure for sure the you know the harder the the harder the obstacle in front of you the the more you have to work for it and they worked mm -hmm. hard for it so you know that's why they are where they are now it's you know everyone everyone you know life life you just presents uh obstacles and it's it's a job like you, you got to do your job you got you got to succeed you got to you got to first survive and then you have to succeed. Mm -hmm. Very true. And, you know, being around them, you know, well, not around them. Now, for you, how's it been to come to Florida and, you know, see, like, her, you know, you're, well, you're with them. But what was it like when you saw, like, say, Dana White, uh, Hunter Campbell, Masvidal, Usman? What was it? Did you, it must have, you must have been like, am I dreaming? <laughs> Uh, I don't really get starstruck. <laughs> I, I've, I've been. I mean, not in, not in MMA. Definitely not at this level. Uh, for hundred percent, not at this level. But I've been, I've been around the uh, world champions before in, in Muay Thai, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I, it's kind of uh, normal to me. It's uh, so I, I, I don't really get too starstruck. Mm -hmm uh by 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 this i'm i'm more am, uh, amazed by the promotion uh the business side of it like it's it's amazing i was just telling uh some people earlier today that it's it's you see the quality of of the promotion and you know the difference that you know having 
you know, all these people working on this, this, this system and uh, all the money that, that they've made from the hard work and the, the, the dedication, so many years of, of doing all these shows, like the, the way they've been doing them. And it's, it's like every, like everyone here is treated like VIP. It's, it's insane. Like, and the, the fighters are treated like royalty. It's, it's, it's so awesome. It's so awesome to see the background, uh, you know, gears and, and the workings of it. It's, 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 it's awesome. There's way, there are way more, there are way more moving parts than the average fan realizes. And you get to see that oh, firsthand. God, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, you know, they have so many people in the background, you know, working every specific thing and making sure everything works right and smoothly. And if, and when, when problems come up, because, you know, everywhere and every time there's problems, you know, they, they have, they have people jumping on it and solving it. Like, like instantaneously, you know, and if somebody needs something, they're getting it right. Like ASAP, like super quick, you know, it's, it's incredible. That that's amazing. And, you know, we see like the trifecta meal club and the trifecta meal team. There's uh, your room ready for you. What What's the environment been like in Jacksonville? Is everyone excited to kind of, have some form of normal and see back with fans in the arena and fans at the weigh-ins. It was so cool seeing uh, fans at the weigh-ins, uh, you know, pointing like, you know, here's a, here's a, a drape. But, <laughs> but uh, back uh, or earlier today when I was at the weigh-ins, you know, it was, it was so cool to see fans in, in the crowds and, uh, you know, people getting excited and it just becomes more personal and more, more uh entertaining i love I, I love the entertainment factor of fights like you know it's you know one one thing i think about when i'm fighting like i have so many people to entertain now it's you know that i loved entertaining people when i was fighting uh on a on a consistent basis mm-hmm. so getting back to that you know i want to my mic out there almost <laughs> i want to uh I, I love entertaining people and yeah that, i i think i think it's like that that or that it's a drug when you want to entertain, when you want to like be the main show. Like when I fight, you know, I want my fights to be remembered. And when I had my last fight in Kyokushin, it's like it was voted the fight of the day because I kept coming in like I was Nick Diaz. The guy kept check kicking my leg and chopping it up, but I was there to fight and I just kept that pace on. I, I had like I had that pace where it wasn't a knockout pace, but I'm just going to keep hitting, 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 hitting until I just get that w- one shot that I know is going to put a kink in the armor. And that, but the entertainment factor, oh man, like when they come up to you, hey, that was amazing. You know, your entrance was amazing. That, those are the memories that stick with you. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Do you have a you walkout? Stand out. Do you have a walk? Do you have a walkout song? Like when you? Do you have a walkout song for when you uh, fight? I always, I always come up with a different song. It usually be a different theme for. You know, kind of like what inspires me uh, during that specific mm-hmm. camp, but um, yeah, this uh, I, I have a I have a couple that I'm I'm looking through for this one. Any DMX? Because I like because I think we need to all agree. Okay, okay. Because I think I I, I, I th- this is just me. You know, rest in peace, DMX, legend, one of the goats of uh, hip hop. You know, uh, especially for our era, because you know I'm an I'm an early '90s baby. I was born in '91. I mean, you're probably what '90. I don't know, like uh, 
Oh, 85. 85? Damn. Yeah. Okay. You fooled me. Okay. Um, so yeah, DMX for me, it's like, I think DMX is like the best walkout to get ready. Like whether it was Luke Rockhold versus Chris Weidman's walk, like he came out to in, in the, to the rain. Uh, Anderson Silva would come out to like DMX too. And he, I can't, he, I, he, they, they brought back DMX to relevancy and then DMX narrated the UFC first Nate and Connor fights. Like, and that, that was amazing. So for me, I would have to say, yeah, DMX is, uh, that's why I asked that. Oh, he's a legend. For sure. He's a legend. And, and his, his song is totally hype up, you know, uh, everyone that I know in the fight community, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just not my, I, I don't want to play some DMX, uh, as I walk out, but mm-hmm. I, I agree. He gets, he gets, he does get me hyped. I think, uh, for me, it's for me, my choice of song is always going to be what's my name DMX. And, uh, one more wrote, probably X gonna give, I think X top two for me are X gonna give it to you. And, uh, what's my name It's like, what's my name is like, I've been bumping to that song since I was seven. I don't know how I didn't know what the lyrics were when I was seven years old to turn eight, but uh, but you know what I like the beat, you know, because I'm more of like a like a sound kind of guy, not a lyrics. But then sometimes you have those songs where the two intertwine, and you're like, whoa! And that was DMX for a majority of his songs for me. It was like his his lyrics made sense. Eminem probably too. Uh, I'm I, I never really seen people. You know, Tupac, no, Nate walked out to Tupac. In the second Connor fight, Connor did Biggie, and then Nate did Tupac. It was like East versus West. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a, that was a sick, uh, those were sick entrances. I used to, I used to walk out to a lot of uh, Bay Area rappers, uh, E-40, Hood Stars, uh, The Federation. Um, so I, I was, I still am a huge fan of uh, Bay Area, uh, the hyphen movement, uh, or like, mid like 2006 2005 timeline mm-hmm. but yeah it's uh i used to fight out there quite a bit too so i always wanted to hype up the crowd and uh yeah wow, I think that, that that's crazy it. so you fought in the bay area so that was like that was like that was when gilbert melendez was coming up right uh was it like 2000 i think my last fight in the bay was like 2010 around that time okay so like 2008 to 2010 2008 i probably had like five five or six fights in the bay that's that's crazy in the bay too that was when strike force was there yeah Um, crazy elite xc i think elite xc the kimbo slice promotion i I don't remember that that okay i I know i know uh, strike force was there they did I think they might have done an affliction. No, affliction was done in Anaheim. That was done in SoCal. The Bay Area was like mainly like Strike Force and uh, some of Scott Coker's other promotions. So that I, I always say that that was like the golden era. I mean, like now is the Bay the best era for martial arts because of all the media and you know technology around it. But I just think when Tough exploded in 2005, that was like the golden era with all the legends. Now, when you look back and cause we don't have that anymore. Oh. Like everyone's just kind of like, it's not the same. Everyone wants to protect their brand now, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, you know, fighter, a lot of fighters are realizing, you know, how to, you know, how to make money, you know, how to brand themselves. You know, you can only fight for so long and it's, you know, it's awesome having, having a belt and, you know, but 
you know, you want to have that, that planet take care of you after, after you fight, after you retire. So I think a lot of fighters now are, you know, kind of realizing that and, you know, being, could be, being coming more educated on the whole marketing background, like how important social media is, how important like uh, certain sponsors are, uh, you know, really how you present yourself. Cause you know, it's all, it's all pieces of the puzzle. Mm, that's so true. That is so true. So what's your plan for after June 12th, you know, you come back, you want to fight. Are we going to be going, are you going to, do you see yourself competing, uh, and then getting another, trying to come get another, is it trophies or belts they have in Muay Thai? What's the, what does the champion get usually? There, oh, there, there's different promotions. They have different things. Usually it's a belt. Um, I have, I have a, a dope trophy from a, a promotion that did two shows. And, uh, but it, it's, it's usually belts because, mm-hmm. you know, trophies are a little bit harder to carry around and they're a little bit, uh, I don't think they're as popular as belts. You know, everyone wants to win a belt. But um, yeah, after after the fight, after June 12th, I'm just, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I have I have no idea what I'm going to, I know I'm going to be teaching and working. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, got, I got a business to run. I got, <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got students that want to be fighters, fighters that want to fight. You know, I got, I got people that are, you know, just trying to lose weight, just trying to learn, get some self-defense skills, you know, have some fun, learn a, just learn, learn martial arts. It's, uh, so, I mean, that's, that's always my number one goal is, is my gym. So, you know, that's, uh, I love helping people. I love, I love people, seeing people grow. And then, you know, that's, and my gym's going to take care of me when, when, you know, when life goes on exactly well you've done such a good job you know the key is living below your means as you said in our first conversation which is something everybody should be doing in covid like don't be buying stupid shits live below your means because there's nothing to get right now you know and you, you gain more from saving and you know you're an example of that you know saving grinding hustling and Look what Andrada's done. Look, well, that's your last name, but look what uh, you've done for uh, your business. And uh, it's amazing, Jason, like to see what you and then Cindy do together and then how it's really growing and more students are coming. It's, it's, I really love what I, what I see from you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. You know, we, you know, we definitely work hard, you know, try to try to make uh, smart choices. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're just going to keep going, going with it. And, uh, you know, I don't like, I don't like setting long-term plans. I never do it. I've, I've never set long-term plans in my life. You know, I've never expected to be where I am now, five years ago, 10 years ago. So I'm just going to keep going with the flow. Just try to make smart decisions. You know, don't, don't make, don't make unnecessary risks. Very true. Just, you know, Take risks, but make sure that you see the potential outcome works in your favor because everything's a risk. They got to be calculated. You got to, you got to calculate these things. It's, it's not just, uh, you know, you don't just guess and, you know, you don't just throw everything in on, on a guess when, you know, if you, if it doesn't work out, then now you're living check to check. You're now I got to pick up three jobs. You know, I can't teach anymore. Like that's just not going to work for me. So 
or it's like it's like this with this podcast like the reason why i think that i'm very good at it is because i i want i and the reason why like i have repeat guests again is because like yourself is because it's like i i, I see that i give value and you know i want to and like i like and you know i want to have not just uh like an interview because we can always get sound bites but it's about creating the value and you know I think the the art of communication and and relationship building is lost, and I think that's something that needs to be brought back. Yeah, just just talking, just just flowing back and forth, just flowing back and forth. Separating the pro, separating the fighter from the person, and then that's what I think. We get very you know caught up, like uh, you know, as mentioned, as as mentioned, uh, you work with the Shevchenkos. You're not starstruck, you know. You just see them as you know people. You know, you're part of their team. You work with them. But there's the friendship aspect to it too. So it's like you're, you really know how to separate that, you know, fighter from person. And that, that must be like, it, it's pretty, for some, it must be very hard, but for you, it must be like super like easy because you've seen world champions, you've worked with world champions. So that, that must have really has helped you become like a better coach, not only with pros, but amateurs, but any, anyone really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, you stay calm and collected. Just That's do your the- job. That's it. I just just, want to do my job. That's it. You know, do your, that's what I tell my manager too. Cause uh, my job, you know, like they, they, they gave me a performance review and they're like, you're really doing good. And I just, I just want to do my job. I say, I, I just do it. I show up. I like to fly under the radar. And if I get recognition, okay, good. On to the next challenge. Yep. Keep it easy. Keep it easy. Keep it under the radar. No one needs to know. <laughs> Got to keep it like a Navy SEAL, man. So, Jason, where can people, well, I guess we'll conclude it here. Keep it easy and keep it on the, on the down low. As, uh, <laughs> where can people uh, connect with you as, as usual? Because, you know, I want to make sure it keeps growing, Andrada. I'm super happy to hear that our conversation uh, the first time around is really helping you and has really, like, gained more for you and Cindy and whatnot. So where can, uh, once again, people reach, uh, find Andrada and you? Well, you can find me physically at, well, right now I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, but in Vegas at Andrada Muay Thai, um, you know, I have a website, andradamuaythai.com, uh, check it out, Google the address, um, and then Instagram, my personal page is ridiculousj702, and then my uh, business Instagram, Andrada Muay Thai, you know, it's on this shirt right here, boom. Right there that's how to spell it and then um yeah find me on facebook I, ju- I just have facebook and instagram i don't do i don't do twitter i don't do other things it's, it's too much <laughs> I, know, I know i know i'm the same way i know i deleted my twitter by the way i, I couldn't do it so guys make sure to, to hit the like share subscribe button if you like this conversation the, the show is on youtube audio Whoa, you on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, any audio platform. So make sure to give Jason support. You know, Andrada Muita, we got to keep our martial arts gyms open. We got to keep supporting our small business owners because at the end of the day, martial arts builds and fosters community. And that's. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>